Hello and welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. This is episode 211. Just breathe. We don't have to be perfect. I'm going to meditate on that for a while. Mm-hmm. Guys, welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast where we talk about how the gospel is good news for everyone, every day. We're coming at you from the lovely WCSG studio in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I'm your host, Lori Krieg. And I have still from our house, uh, Matt Krieg, who is with Sick Kids. Matt, God bless you. How are you doing today? <laughs> doing, doing all right. Hanging in there. Ah, we're so glad to have you at least via the Zoom yep. and reporting for duty in person. We have <laughs> producer Steve, uh, who's I also I should, <laughs> should salute or something. You got to salute. <laughs> uh, who's the most professional radio voice among us and our friend. Glad to have you here. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's good to be here. Yeah, it's super great. And today we have a guest with us who is a new friend to the podcast. Her name is Bonnie Gray, and she is an expert I'm going to call her that. I don't know if she calls herself that, but uh, really loves to engage mental, emotional, spiritual health. And I am really curious. I hope we can get to this. Uh, how can we engage these pieces of us and not have to do it perfectly? Do you know what I'm talking about, Steve, where you feel like you're like, I have to do yes. the mess of my heart in this like <laughs> Instagrammable way? Mm. Yeah, no, I, I just am kind of a perfectionist. I'm an all or nothing person. Right? So most of the time it's nothing because I know I can't do it all. So just having permission to, you know, do do our best, I think is great. I can't wait. So Bonnie, welcome to the podcast. It's so good to be here and have a virtual cup of coffee with y'all. I am so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. We are so glad that you are here because this is a space we need help in. Steve, can you help us get to know Bonnie more? Yes, absolutely. Bonnie Gray is the author of books like Sweet, like Jasmine, and the focus of today's conversation, Breathe, 21 Days to Stress Less and Transform Chaos to Calm. Mm. Uh, An inspirational speaker and podcast host of Breathe, the Stress Less podcast. Bonnie touches thousands of lives using storytelling, soul care, and prayer. And Bonnie lives in California with her husband and two sons. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. And we'd love to get the conversation started. And we'll do this by asking Bonnie and you listening the an- to answer the question of the week from last time, which was, what is your go-to TV watching genre? Home renovation, <laughs> sci-fi, sports? That's mad. Food competition. <laughs> what, what, what floats your boat, Bonnie? I kind of have three answers. The first is the type of show I watch with my husband. He served in the army in military intelligence. So whenever I'm with him relaxing after the kids go down, we are watching things like the diplomat, the recruit, (laughs) you know, CIA spy type of stuff. And then when I'm with the kids, we like to watch sci-fi. Okay. Um, Like Mandalorian and we get to see baby Yoda. Um, (laughs) And so, but when I'm by myself, I like the BBC, you know, call the midwife, you know, all the different stories that are heartwarming and tug at your heartstrings. So those are my three genres. I like how you split that up. That was actually really smart because I Mm -hmm. do it differently too, based on genre. Same. Steve, which listener answer stood out to you? Uh, Well, Andy on Facebook said, Star Wars and fantasy just finished Ahsoka and working our way through the Wheel of Time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, sometimes comedy like The Office and Parks and Rec. Um, and I was just like, yes, I just did all of the Disney animated stuff to catch up, to know 
who this Ahsoka character is. So now I'm all ready to watch that series. So I'm real excited about that. Matt and I just finished it and we are usually always watching Parks and Rec. Oh, yes. yes. That one is a good hang. I liked Josiah's answer and he said he loves DC animated movies and shows. So help me, help me nerds. Who's, <laughs> who's DC? Is that, well, that's Batman. Batman and Superman and, Superman. and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So he said they have great complex characters and the bad guys. He said there's a lot of depth. But what I really liked in his answer, this is Josiah again, in case I didn't say his name. He said, this year I've gotten back into watching it to relax after a family from my church stayed with me for a week because they lost power in an ice storm. It was a fun surprise to realize that the mom of the family, old enough to be my mom, really loved all the DC animated stuff too. Watching it together with her boys that week got me back into it. What I liked, it was the sweet churchiness of that, like the family of yeah. God. And we, I mean, we don't always have to be watching The Chosen. We can also watch, <laughs> you know, something else like mm-hmm. DC items. Uh, but Bonnie, we want to pivot back to you and ask you the question we ask everybody. Steve, I'm going to let you toss this oh. question this time. All right. All right. Yeah. So here is the question we ask uh, every guest we have. Uh, if the gospel is we're more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared believe, yet at the very same time we're more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hope, how is that gospel? How was it first good news for you, and how how is it still, Bonnie? You know, I was a little girl born in a family that was really broken. My father left when I was seven, And so I was the oldest. I was your typical, you know, want to help everybody. And if there's any conflict, I was the one to always smooth it out. And so I kind of developed this kind of personality where everything was just okay with me. Like I'm Mm. fine with whatever anybody wants, as long as everybody's happy and there's no arguments, you know, that was always kind of my mindset formed very early. So um, what was amazing is when I first heard the gospel, I heard it told as a story. And it's interesting, we talked about how we all have different TV genres, and we don't have to all watch The Chosen. It's true, because (laughs) stories, God is the greatest storyteller. Mm -hmm. And stories, interestingly enough, with mental health wellness, we find research shows that stories, when we listen to a story being told, or as we watch them, are brain releases serotonin. Mm. The way God wired our brains, it actually relaxes. Our whole body relaxes when we hear a story. So it's no wonder that, um, you know, streaming is just really hot right now. We all can (laughs) enjoy as a family. It's relaxing. But getting back to my story, the reason that I got to know Jesus is because as this preacher told the story of Jesus, he told it like a fairy tale. He said, hey, once upon a time, there was a prince and he wanted to be with the people. But anytime he went into the kingdom, everybody would just bow and just kind of step away from him. And so he said, I really want to be people's friends. So he went incognito. And as we know, you and I know that person was Jesus. But when the preacher was telling this story, what really caught my attention was um, when he was accused of a crime. And because I was an early reader, Lori, Matt, and Steve, you know, I, I kind of already knew the ending to the storm. Like, oh, yeah, he'll just stand up and tell everybody that he's the prince. And I was shocked because a story told me that he didn't say anything. 
And in fact, he allowed everybody to think he was wronged. Wow. And then, and then he started crying and dropping to his knees. And for that moment, I can just say that it was the Holy Spirit because I felt his loneliness. Hmm. And that's the Jesus that made me feel safe. The lonely Jesus is interesting. It was the Jesus who was lonely that allowed me to know that somebody understood my loneliness. And it was in that moment, I said, God, if, if you're really real, if you really, really love me, you'll know that I'm really lonely. Mm-hmm. And I said, help me. I, I don't want to be alone in this world. So that was when I felt that love. I felt God saying, I love you. Mm. And so that began my journey. And so it's really interesting. Even as a young girl, Jesus already knew that for me and many of us, we have those lonely moments. And yet, because we want to be strong, we want to encourage others. We we want to help. We want to be a light. Jesus is that special confidant that says, you don't have to be strong when you're with me. I just want you to receive my love and you can be weak. You can, you can need, you can want to be mm-hmm. loved. And so that kind of is a great question to set our time together that being lonely or sad or stressed or feeling anxious, it doesn't mean we're not strong. It just means we need to be loved. And that's what we need to help everybody to understand when we're stressed. It's just a it's just a little tap on our shoulder to say, you know, we need to refill our tanks. So you you talk about this loneliness that drew you to Jesus and, and kind of this role that you had taken on as a helper. And it seems like people in that helping kind of position often do feel lonely because there are places that they aren't necessarily able to let out, that they're not able to, to show. Um you know, and probably half of our audience could could fit into that category, and another half might feel like, well, I'm the one who always needs help. And and I mean, are those the two kinds of, I mean, very simplistically, two kinds of people that, that we often deal with and the two places that we often find ourselves, like the being the helper or being the helped? Well, I think that that kind of shows our external life of action and the different hats we have to wear. So when we go to work or we're serving in ministry or we're being parents, or if we're single and we're into our career, that external role is our action mode. That's a survivor mode. That's a strong one. And we do need, and that's why we do look to God's help to give us the strength. And we point to scripture that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. But we also are in the, you know, we need help mode. Um, because we're human. We were created to need others. We were created to need beauty and rest and nature and laughter and joy and all the things that make us like light up and smile. All those things. This is the secret, Matt, you touched on it, is that we have to be in that I need help mode. And it's so funny because as leaders, as you know, resilient people, that that sounds as if um, you know, we're 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 like in need and and uh 
we might have a sense of shame depending on, you know, where we picked up those messages. But actually, this is a beautiful place of receiving. If if you're in a relationship or you've been in love before or you've had children, you know, think about those most tender moments where you feel, you know what, all is good and right in the world. That's when you're vulnerable. That's you're receiving, you're resting, you're, you're hmm. just being yourself. So we both have both of these roles. And so when it comes to soul care, um, that's about nurturing that inner garden. That is the place where we want to receive. And that is the crux of mental health wellness because um, the world does not want our tired selves. Hmm. And so when we focus only on that role, that's when we get into trouble, meaning, you know, we feel anxious, we feel stressed, and we don't know. So, you know, when you talked about when I felt lonely, actually, each of us, we don't feel that emotion, whether it's sadness, anger, stress, depression, we don't feel it because we're constantly doing. So our (laughs) bodies, our bodies are going to tell us when those emotions are not being nurtured. So even the most, quote, altruistic helpers of us, we actually need to find ourselves in positions of vulnerable being helpedness. I would say just nurtured. Nurtured. Refilled. Renewed. I mean, we see this in the laws of nature. There is no living thing nothing organic and we all love non you know organic non-gmo stuff right there's nothing that's organic that cannot survive without needing to be watered nurtured fertilized sunshine oxygen i mean (laughs) we're living beings it's interesting scripture says we're living epistles okay Mm. we're 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 being written into so Mm. we can write on to others and so, like, if you go on an airplane, that's the first thing they tell you. Put on your oxygen mask first. Yeah. Then you can help others. So there's no way we can be a helper without receiving. And let me give some scripture here. Um, because, you know, for me, it was really hard. Um, I always felt like, well, you know, people that are stresses before I had panic attacks as a new mom and had mm. severe anxiety. I always felt like, okay, that's, I'm just being honest. I mean, Okay, that's for people that aren't strong in the word or yeah, right. you know, they're, they're not focused on get, you know, serving God. So like, they're just focused on themselves. Well, guess what? It happened to me. Panic attacks, waking up, can't sleep, insomnia, eye twitching, like what in the world? What's going on? And there's a scripture. I love it. It says, and let me make sure I quote it correctly here. It says in second Corinthians one, four, the God of all comfort who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort others mm-hmm. with the comfort we first received ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like the order. So it's not that we don't serve, we don't help. It's like, okay, you know, you pour it out, you got to refill it back in. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Steve and I, we're not, we know we're not the only dysfunctional people in the room, <laughs> but we've already alluded to this feeling of like, okay, so let's say here I am, me, Lori, and I'm like, ah, something is off inside. I, maybe it's, I just struggle with perfectionism so much, and Steve does too, but it just feels like I should have already known that I needed help and care. 
or I should know the path forward, how to care for my soul. And so then I, I can get frozen. Like I have to do even the soul care thing perfectly. Mm-hmm. Can you fix us? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's beautiful is um, one of the tools that I created, it's called the soul care quiz. Yeah, I took it. Oh, okay. Well, it's perfect because I was going to ask you and ask our listeners right now. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. Steve, Matt, and Lori, um, this quiz, once you take it, I want you to go to soulcarequiz.com. Yep. Soulcarequiz.com. Okay. It's super easy to remember. There's four areas of wellness because, you know, when we're stressed, we have no idea what's bothering us. We just know either I can't sleep, I, I'm negatively ruminating, I can't shut down the worry. We yeah. don't know what is bothering us. And um, what helps is that there's four areas of wellness. And when we know what our top area of need, it simplifies it. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. let me just focus on this one area. And we can do one thing because when it's just general stress and anxiety, it's like, that's just too overwhelming. There's like gazillion articles out there, um, you know, like how to lower stress. But if you know your top wellness needs, so I'm going to list the four and listener as you're hearing them, I want you to think which area of wellness am I missing the most? I'm going to ask the three of you to share what you think it would be. Is it emotional wellness, physical wellness? spiritual wellness, or social wellness. Mm. And these are four areas I actually had to then learn one area at a time to nurture myself in order to get to a place of healing and overcome stress, anxiety, and those panic attacks I talked about. Mm. So which one is it for you, Lori, Matt, and Steve? Emotional, emotional wellness, physical wellness, spiritual wellness, or social wellness. When I took it, I was doing pretty okay, which was encouraging because I know in years past I would have not done well. But but FYI for listeners who haven't taken it yet, I love how you posture the answers is it's like here's your opportunity for wellness. Or I don't know the phrasing, mm. but it was very non-shamey. <laughs> I felt pretty <laughs> good about myself. I was like, this is my opportunity. But honestly, it said I needed more spiritual help. Hmm. I was like, that could be, I've been neglecting it a little bit uh, in the busyness. But if I'm off the top of my head, I think social, I need some fun pretty bad. Steve? Uh, I'm going to take the quiz because I feel like I've got, I could really look at all four of these. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to just, I'm going to say emotional. I think, yeah, that's my guess. Yeah. Would Kelly say that? Maybe so. I'm going to ask a little bit about why you feel that might be yeah. the area Emotional that you're missing the most. Well, uh, because I'll be having a conversation with my wife <laughs> and she'll say, how are you feeling? And I'll be like, I don't know. I, I can't. She, and so she gets out the feelings wheel and sometimes th- having words helps to kind of narrow it down. But like, I feel like I'm not in touch with my emotional world very well. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. So that that's that's the reason why. Hey, Matt, I know you got to jump off to go care for kids for a little bit. Any, what's your answer? Because I want to know. Yeah, I would, I would say probably emotional, spiritual. Um, I feel like physical, I'm doing pretty well. Social, I'm actually really excited to go to work. 
because of the pranks that have been going on in the office and stuff oh, like that. Pranks. <laughs> um, it was not avoidance of family. Everyone note that, yeah. although it may be yeah, a part no, of that. It's, it's so I feel like work has been kind of social and fun recently, uh, but he, when I'm not you Jim with Halpert? the other therapists, yeah. maybe? Um, there, there is just, it's, it's highly emotional um, caretaking of other people. Mm-hmm. So that I feel like is where I'm most often depleted. Um, and then just, yeah, the same with you, like the spiritual piece. I don't feel like I've taken, um, taken time to prioritize just like being able to sit and, and rest and listen to God. It's been much more the, the go, go, go posture spiritually recently. Well, thank you for being vulnerable to share because I know everybody that's listening is saying, yes, that's me. Yes, I feel this way. And um, actually, that's one of the first steps to wellness is just being able to share our stories. And we started off talking about this. Um, and, you know, what's interesting is when we talk about spiritual wellness, I just want to take away any of the shame. It doesn't mean that we don't trust God. It doesn't mean we don't believe God. It doesn't mean we don't know the truth of God's love and peace. This is really important. Very, very important point, key, key point, because in my soul care coaching ministry, this is one of the first burden is the guilt as believers. Now, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. So we know the mind. I know God's truth as head knowledge, and I believe it. We love God with our heart. Heart signifies devotion to serve others and serve God. Okay, but... Uh, maybe you're like me. I suddenly realized I have no idea what it means to love God with my soul. Hmm. Mm. Okay. So the soul is actually your personality. The key word, root word in Greek for soul is pneuma, and it means spirit. And it's also the same root word as psychology, your psyche. So when we love God with our soul, it has to bring in your personality. And this Mm -hmm. is why spiritual wellness is not about what you know about God. It's spending time enjoying what gives you peace and joy. The way God created you and designed you uniquely to experience peace and joy. And this is where most people will tell me this is the first uh, resistance. They'll say, but I feel so selfish. Right. Mm. If I go and enjoy this or do that, and it doesn't help anybody else, it doesn't benefit anybody else except me, I don't feel like it's spiritual. I think it's selfish, Bonnie. And so this is where I get to step in, and this is what I love about this, because that was a myth God had to just smash. Hmm. Jesus said, come to me, those who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. For your soul. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Jesus didn't say, give you rest for your mind. I want to mm. give you rest for your soul. That's your whole self, your whole being. And not only that, we forget there's more. Jesus says in the next verse, 11, 28 to 29, learn from me. Learn from mm. me. For mm. I'm gentle. I am gentle. And you know what? The active word is learn. That means we have to practice. We have Hmm. to take action. Now to do what? To implement Bible truth? No, we know already head knowledge. We want to practice enjoying what gives you peace and rest. So that's the fun thing. So spiritual wellness, when we feel closest to God emotionally is when you're doing something that has no other benefit to anybody else except to bring you joy. And that 
is the sacred moment where Jesus is next to you. He's smiling. And those of you who are parents or aunts or uncles or, you know, your friends with other friends who have kids, you know how happy you get when you see a kid just like having fun? Mm-hmm. You you light up with yeah. pleasure, right? Is uh, that... Of, go well, ahead. Can I just pop in real fast? Because I can do things that are good for my soul, that are sweet and fun. But yes. when I can do that inside my own brain without an awareness of the spirit. So I hear you saying you're aware of Jesus as you're doing things that give you joy. Is that true? Um, it's actually stronger than that. Um, oh. Jesus, yeah, it's stronger than that. You're actually um, inviting Jesus to be with you when you take yeah. action to have yeah. joy. Okay, because Jesus okay. says, mm. the greatest in the kingdom is having faith as a child. Yeah. He says, do not push away the child. But he says, whenever you receive a child in my name, you're welcoming me. So when you take time to do something that gives you peace or joy, you're actually saying, Jesus, I just want to be with you right now. I just want to welcome you. I welcome the child in me to be with you. That's Dang. why God always says, you are my child. And yeah. Okay, I want to throw in some science here, okay, because this is really... um this is really powerful. We often try to feel better by thinking our way out of stress. Hmm? <laughs> and Lori, you're being vulnerable by you know voicing <laughs> what we all adopt, which is I'll just think <laughs> my yeah. way through this. Yeah. And I'll just remind myself I have God's peace, but we don't take action. Now, the mm. truth is we have to nurture our way out of stress. I'm going to say that again. We try to feel better by thinking our way out of stress, but we have to nurture our way to relieve stress. How? And I'm going to explain to you two types okay. of brain science, yeah. okay? <laughs> I, I, I can't help it. I, I want to hear your reactions, but I want to explain right away on the heels of that principle. There are two types of anxiety, left brain and right brain anxiety, okay? Left brain is what we use to problem solve. This is the logic part of our brain where we experience anxiety called anxious apprehension. This is where we hyper-focus trying to solve a problem and we start worrying too much. It results in overthinking <laughs> about problems we encounter. Okay. Now, this, okay. Is, this is natural. This is God's mechanism in us so that we're really, really focused on solving problems. So if you feed your brain a problem, it's going to work really hard to make sure you solve it. But most of the problems that cause us anxiety and worry and insomnia and stress, they don't really get solved, right? You got to live through those to find out what's going to happen, right? So yeah. our left brain gets locked into this problem-solving mode and anxiety. Now, how do we solve it? We usually just keep thinking. We double up on thinking. Hmm. Okay, even what we consume, whether you're reading or talking to somebody else, in the back of my mind, we're thinking, how can I solve this problem? How can I solve this problem? Oh, gosh, it's kicking our body into high stress mode even more. The answer is the right brain. The right brain is what we call the emotional part of our brain. The feeling part where we experience those negative emotions like sadness, fear, panic. Okay. But this is the power of how God created our brain. The right brain is also where we enjoy creative hobbies lights up our auditory sense, listening to music, our visual sense, like art, our tactile sense, you know, touch, 
Maybe hmm. we're gardening, cooking, knitting, or working on our cars, or I don't know what the guys like, right? Um, <laughs> you know, playing Marvel. an instrument or, you know, mindlessly, we call it mindlessly, right? It's actually good. Exactly. We're turning off. Yeah. Turning off. It's called the stress response. We, you and I, have the choice to turn on and activate a God-given designed mechanism called rest and relaxation mode. And it mm. only gets turned on with the left or right brain. Which one? Hmm. Right. Right. Yes. Yay. <laughs> High five, Steve. Okay, A pluses for everybody. It's We're the growing. right brain. So this is really going to help you as you go through your day and you're stressing out and then yeah. you go straight to the right brain, left brain mode. We're going to know because we just learned this from Bonnie Gray. Okay, soul care okay. coach. Okay. If you keep thinking, it's going to jack up the stress and anxiety. You got to mm. go right brain mode. So, Steve, you're just like all of us as well. You know, we don't know how we feel. We just know we're stressed or we just know we're not, mm. we're feeling off or, or we're in a fog. Um, don't try to analyze it. Okay. Don't worry about it. Just go into your right brain mode and do something that engages one of your five senses that you enjoy. Maybe okay. nobody okay. else. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to benefit anybody else. And this is actually the crux of spiritual rest. Huh. Okay, because the world doesn't operate this way. Okay, the world says, if you do anything, make sure you invest your time. Something has an ROI. It either can, mm. you know, help you towards your social media, help right. you towards your business, help you towards XYZ, you fill in the blank, you know, self-improvement, self-growth. Again, those are good because we do have our work work mode. Okay. But that cannot be all of our lives. Remember loving God with heart, mind, and soul. So you have to go right brain mode. You have to go. That's how you're going to get out of stress. Hmm. You got to take action. And so anything that helps you find your flow. And this is kind of our current trouble with uh, social media is that we just end up scrolling for half an hour, an hour where you could have just like taken action, do something that um, gives you joy instead. So that yeah. that's for emotional wellness. And depending where you want to head, I can give you tips for physical wellness, social wellness and spiritual wellness. Oh, man. I mean, I want everything. Yeah. Steve, do you have a question? Well, I just, I mean, you kind of spoke to this a little bit. I'm just wondering why why, why more people aren't doing this. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you said that a lot of people you encounter, I guess, maybe feel guilt because it feels selfish. And that comes from some message we picked up at some point in our, in our life. Uh, but like, what other, I guess resistance or pushback do you encounter is there like fear like what is it that that's at the core of people's of our resistance yeah. to to this kind of care for ourselves nurture we yeah, soldier on you know exactly exactly and i wanted to um talk about this when matt said you know when he's pouring out you know he just yeah. gets drained and um maybe a lot of us don't know this i didn't know this um, I sat next to a soldier on a plane to a speaking engagement. And it was interesting because he said he saw his buddy get injured on the battlefield, but his buddy didn't get PTSD, huh. but he did. Wow. 
Because I told him, you know, I'm a wellness expert and I'm going to speak. And so suddenly, you know, people tell you lots of stories, which is one of the blessings. Yeah. You know, people trust you. Yeah. Especially if you've suffered, you know, right there. That's that that's that's just safety, you know. And so just for everybody that's going through hard times, know that, you know, God allows us to go through these hard times because we have a story to share with somebody else that's going through the same valley. And, um, you know, the number one mental health wellness, any expert, regardless of being um, Christian or not, will tell you relationships is key, key to longevity, key to healing, you know, but, you know, we as believers, we have like the secret, you know, secret stone, which is uh, we have each other. Mm-hmm. We out of all people um, have have each other's back. So. When Matt was saying this, the soldier said uh, he had PTSD. And so many of us go around the whole day absorbing other people's stress. Hmm. Especially those of us who are encouragers, leaders, strong ones, positive ones. We absorb stress. We don't even realize when you listen to somebody tell you their worries, their stresses, or their problems, you're absorbing it. Mm. Oh, snap. Okay. Remember, it's not your mind. In your mind, you know it's not you. You know the truth. You're helping them. That's great. You're serving. Remember, that's your heart. Yeah. Your soul, though, is absorbing. This is the way God created our our humanness, and it gets into the physical wellness area. Many of us are afraid, to answer your question, Steve, to do nurturing because we just don't want people to think that we're broken Mm. or we're out of commission or we have to kind of explain, like, uh, I'm going through this, but I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the stress, but, uh, you know, don't worry about me. You know, we're, we're afraid of somebody, quote unquote, saying to us, I'll pray for you. You know, it's almost like, no, don't pray for me. I'm fine. <laughs> um, you know, it's just we don't want to appear as if we're inadequate or unable to serve. So hopefully today this clears away that shame because we can still serve. And yet, you know, we need that refilling. And so um, I just want to talk about physical wellness because our body is really the main uh, lights on a dash where you think about a car. Many right. times we drive a car. Okay. My husband doesn't apply because he always fills the tank, you know, when it's three quarters full <laughs> and just has a, I mean, he just has ability to do that. I don't, I just drive until the light comes on. And I was like, uh, I'm always surprised. I'm like, oh, wow. I thought I just filled it up. Right. Many <laughs> of us are like that. Okay, we go and then we suddenly realize our body's telling us you're stressed. Right. So, you know, fibromyalgia starts getting inflamed. Your hair starts falling out. You get hives, you get migraines, insomnia. I, I can't look left. My neck tightens up and all of a sudden I can't look left. And I'm like, oh no, my heart is talking <laughs> through <laughs> yes. my body. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The shoulders, the neck. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the last sign of defense. So, Um, It's interesting. There's a story in the Bible when Jesus um, went to go help a little girl and everybody thought she was dead because there was no breath, right? This little girl. And so interestingly, Jesus touched her hand and this is the little girl that uh, is Jairus's daughter. And what did Jesus first say to her when she opened her eyes and he touched her? It's kind of Bible trivia. Bible trivia. I just I read this all the time. Did he say little girl get yeah. up or something yeah. like that? She he said give her something to eat. Oh yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Interesting. He didn't say go serve the people out there. Did you know that they've been praying for you for hours? Mm. 
did you do your homework? Did you do chores? No. So nourishing our bodies is very important. And so here's a really good tip. Taking a 10-minute walk outside. Hmm. Research shows that 10 minutes walking outside lowers cortisol and releases the happy hormone serotonin more than 45 minutes working out at the gym. Because we're grumpy when we're at the gym? (laughs) (laughs) Is that why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> funny. That's good. That's, I like that. <laughs> I was mostly serious. Yeah. Right, so, right. <laughs> gym is good for cardiovascular health. I'm not saying don't go to the gym, but if you're talking about mental health wellness, a yeah. walk is going to release more serotonin mm. than a workout at the gym. And uh, this this one blew my mind when I learned about it. Uh, the amount of serotonin that you uh release during the day. And remember, we have a choice what we spend our time on. The body takes that amount of serotonin and converts it to melatonin. Wait, what? That's your skin. Talk. Wait, fix it. <laughs> no, it's melanin. Oh, what's melatonin? It's um, the chemical oh. that helps you relax and sleep. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so this is actually one of this is one of the natural supplements that's been rising um, since the pandemic. Like over fifty percent is melatonin, huh. and so usually if you're jet lagged, previously people used it when they you know travel to Europe or across the East Coast from the West Coast or vice versa. Uh, your body's jet lagged, so you're tr- you're trying to trigger. Uh, activate your body to, you know, go to sleep at different times by taking melatonin. Well, um, there's a limit as to what the supplement can do. But many times, uh, if you were to color code your day, this is something that I do with um, my soul care uh, coaching members, is we look at during the day, how many of your activities are in the blue zone? Okay, blue means you're doing something restful, something that gives you peace or joy. Then there's the red zone, (laughs) which is activities that cause you to completely stress out. Okay. Then there's the orange zone, which is more like you're working, you're producing, you're creating, you're performing. And um, depending on how much blue you have in there, that's the amount of serotonin it's going to release. And at night, you'll be able to go to sleep better. But if you have hardly any blue zones, then there's no serotonin to convert to melatonin. Well, I just pulled up my calendar (laughs) and I feel shame about that. There's not a lot of blue. And can, can you just talk to someone who's maybe listening and is like, Oh boy, this is this is the cycle that I get caught in. Is mm. I'm like, I know you're right, Bonnie. You're a genius. You're saying the Bible. You're saying the brain science, and I agree with you. And then I look at my calendar, and then I go, shame. There's mm. not. There's not blue. Can you talk to my shame, please? Yeah, I think if we were to, um, you know, have a cup of coffee, or if you were um, the women that I chat with in our soul care coaching sessions, and we would just talk about where in your story did. You pick up that message. Oh, let's not go digging into my childhood (laughs) in my story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, who, who, you know, what is that voice from? You don't have to go like way long, but can you can you think of an instance? Just give us a flashback. I don't know if you've watched Lost, the TV show Lost. Oh, yeah. Um, They always have flashbacks. So Mm -hmm. um, what flashback do you go back to where you feel like that came from? 
I mean, that it, it was a high producing uh, modeling I saw from my very high production family, which they're all amazing and love them and they love Jesus. But I, I know that that was, we all received a lot of that is, um, and they, and my parents probably received it from their parents is the feeling of you are valuable when you are producing. And so that I'm pretty sure I, I digested that pretty intensely as, as many of us do. Yeah, I, I I really appreciate your honesty. Each of us has had one of those moments, those voices. And that's another reason why we don't um, share these stories. We, we don't want people to think our family member, our spouse, or right. whoever it is that receive it from is a bad person. Mm. And so we'd rather just like not say anything. And I think this is very helpful, just understanding soul care and knowing that, you know, sometimes our families emphasize the mind part, serving God with our mind or with our heart, which is the action part. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that our families are bad, but, you know, God says that he adopted us Mm. as his children. So regardless of how perfect and wonderful our childhood is, um, God always has something to um, nurture us and to give us new joy. I, I don't know about you, but I am amazed when my friends adopted a child um, they adopted a child who actually had, you know, medical issues. But mm. when she, the little baby girl came over, they were so happy that their little girl started crying. Like oh. she literally texted me and she's like, Bonnie, you know, Zoe's crying. Yay. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because apparently when they're adopted in their orphanage, they stop crying mm. because nobody ever picks them up. Yeah. And so, oh my gosh, that just touched me so much. It's like, when have we been silent about our need for joy or nurture or care? Yeah. Um, Jesus says, I, I'm here to, you know, restore your joy and give you joy abundantly. So it's not that, you know, our parents are bad, but it's more like God wants us to receive more. Yeah. Mm. Does that make sense? So it's, it's not a shame. It's saying, you are God's beloved, and this is a new area. And so I would put curiosity always heals shame. Mm. So that's why I say, I don't even try to address it. I mean, we address it by just hearing the story. So you're aware of where you picked it up, but we want to move forward by saying, hey, what are you curious about? What would, what would it look like if if you were to start taking action and do the things prioritize? And this is the last thing I guess we have time to talk about, but mm-hmm. we can go on forever. Um, start your day, not just with your to-do list. Okay. I want you to have a soul care list today. What is one thing you're going to do? And I practice this. I get up in the morning. I have a really long to-do list. You know, you know how like those TV shows have three different roles. (laughs) (laughs) There's to-do list, right? But I say the first one, most importantly, is my relationship with God. Yeah. As his beloved child. Okay. And that means what can I do today that will give me peace and joy? It won't benefit anybody else. But it's this sacred time where I can spend time doing what God created me to do to receive peace and joy. What's that one thing? And at the end of the day, if I know I've done that one thing, it's been a good day for my soul. Because you know, you know huh. this. Everyone knows this. There's always a bottomless checklist. Yeah. There's always new problems creeping up. Hmm. So curiosity. What what would that look like for Lori to 
um, you know, be light, lit up with joy today or be comforted by peace. Sometimes it's not a joyful day. It's just, it's just, it's just a bad day. So that day we need comfort. Hmm. What, what I, curiosity, curiosity, what, what would you want to take out and what would you want to put into your schedule? I love that. Mm. I want to add that in because it doesn't yeah. feel like another checklist. Right. Okay, so, for instance, like if your kid had um like suddenly, you know, um had 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 a fell down and then like, you know, nicked his tooth, like had a chip, would you drop something to mm-hmm. make sure you take him to the dentist? <laughs> okay, that's like you and me, soul care. That's number 1. You got to watch out for yourself first. So you got to you got to move something else out in order to take care of your soul. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just thinking of someone listening right now, Bonnie, what would you say for that person who they're experiencing like maybe severe anxiety or depression right now? And they're feeling like, you know, they're just paralyzed. Like I have to have the exact, you know, right way to get out of this. And it's, and they're just frozen in that. What would you say to that person? Okay. This is my go-to really powerful soul care technique you can use in any situation to stop anxiety right away. Okay. This will stop your body's stress response and activate your body's God-designed rest and relaxation response. It's a simple practice called breath prayer. Hmm. Okay. Breath prayer is a simple way to pray using the natural rhythm of your breathing. Even as I say it, inhale and exhale to activate your body's natural rest response. It oxygenates your brain releases tension, re-energizes you. Now, in our culture, we hear about mindfulness and breath work. I'll say that again. So in our culture, we hear about mindfulness and breath work, but biblical mindfulness is where we add breath prayers with God's promise and peace as we breathe. And it's an immediate way to activate your body's response to rest and calm as well as fill your mind mm. with God's truth. So mm. we're going to practice right now. Okay. This is how you pray a breath prayer. We're going to breathe in 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast your cares on me because I care for you. Okay. And just follow me. Inhale. I cast my cares on you. Exhale. Because you, you care, care for me. me. Mm. Inhale. I cast my cares on you. Exhale, because you care care for me. me. Now you continue taking these slow, even breaths. And as you do, you name your worries. Studies show that when you verbally name your worries, it processes in your brain, moves it from the emotional part to the logical part. And that's how we breathe in God's care and exhale our stress. I've had panic attacks. So this is literally physiological breathing in, breathing out. But Mm. as Christians, we practice biblical mindfulness and we breathe in God's promises and truth. Mm. Well, shoot, Bonnie, thank you so much for the practical, neurological, spiritual nurturing of our souls. I'm not kidding. I'm going to add that to my morning thoughts is what can I do to nurture my soul today? And I want to bring this book. I I skim read through it, but I actually want to do uh, 
breathe 21 days to stress less and transform chaos to calm uh guys there's like questions at the end of it there's ways to like practice the inhale exhale uh so i want to do this on my vacation that's coming up in a few weeks but thank you for it we'll also link to uh that soul care quiz as well as being able to follow you on all the socials but thank you bonnie for joining us today thank you for allowing me to have the space to share what's helped me and i i just hope everyone listening will be filled with renewed hope and joy and peace, knowing that God has provided a way for us. So you're fixed. Oh yeah. (laughs) All good. (laughs) I did actually feel like some integration when we were doing that inhale, exhale. I was like, okay, don't think about the cameras. Don't think about the microphone. Just be. So Mm. uh, I really liked that. I really do. If I'll start with myself, I guess the takeaway for me from the conversation is in the morning, I'm always thinking through my to-do list. I pray for a bit and then I try and sneak out of the room (laughs) without waking up my kids who are (laughs) often on the floor. Um, (laughs) But to think about how can I care for my soul today? It is going to feel uncomfortable, but I think it's going to be really good for me. What about you, Steve? Yeah, I um, I, I liked how she made the distinction, you know, um, mind, heart, yeah. and soul, you uh-huh. know, and uh, I hadn't I hadn't thought about that. Just you know, like our head knowledge and our and our actions, but actually like our personality and enjoying something and inviting Jesus into that enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, that that was I don't know. I'm gonna be thinking about that for a while. I love it. Well, guys, what did you think? Feel free to reach out to us at LoriCreek.com. You can write me there or podcast at LoriCreek.com. We do have a question of the week for next time. I don't know if I'm a winner with this one or if I'm going to just, everyone's going to call me a Satanist, whatever. <laughs> Here's the question. Oh, boy. Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, or Narnia, which <laughs> is your, how, how would, oh, how would you guys this order is, them? What's the favorite? Is, what? Well, I just feel like it's an impossible question. It's like, which of your kids? <laughs> yeah. Name all your Pick kids. Pick a kid. If the fire <laughs> is going. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Well, which one's your go-to? You're like, that's my jam. I want to hear it. And please, whatever. You guys can feel your feelings about Harry Potter. Anyway, guys, <laughs> thanks so much. If you like the podcast, please rate and review it. It helps other people to find this show. Uh, thanks again to Bonnie Gray for all the practical care for our souls. Thanks also to WCS G, the Zach of all trades and his amazing intern Delaney and for all of us here at the Hole in My Heart podcast we'll see you next time